Hello and welcome back to After Whistle Sports Podcast for another episode of Across the Country in College Football. I'm here with Jonathan. We're in the Pac-12. Our next team is maybe the Pac-12 favorite. Maybe. Strong emphasis on the maybe. Strong emphasis on maybe. But the Oregon Ducks in the second year under head coach Dan Lanning. Vegas has their win total at 9.5. Last year, they went 9-3 and three with a Holiday Bowl win over UNC. They brought back Bo Nix. They brought back a bunch of players. They signed a top 10 recruiting class, top 10 transfer class. Yeah, transfer class is nuts. They dropped the bags like no one's ever seen. <laughs> so so they, they run a little the SEC to the Pac-12. They have a great roster. Which, when you hire Dan Lanning, that'll happen. Yep. Uh, and let's just recap what happened at the end of last season because I think that's very necessary to understand yeah. the win total at, at this point. Because nine and a half, like – once you get above a win total of like nine, nine games, yeah. that's when you're like Elite program. college football playoff mm-hmm. contender mm-hmm. For next year, in my opinion. That's a top 15 program, top 10 program. Yeah. Um, they were in playoff contention. They lost against Washington. Uh, they beat Utah, but they couldn't win the Pac-12. They couldn't go to the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. All they had to do was beat Oregon State, and they blew a huge lead on the road. That was pretty bad. Um, they lost Kenny Dillingham, uh, quarterback's coach, offensive yeah. to the head coach of, of Arizona State. Um, he was incredible. Yeah, very player. good. F- fixed Bo Nix. Fixed Bo Nix, but they brought in a guy who I really like, Will Stein, uh, who was the head coach of... Uh, or, oh, no, he's offensive coordinator, coordinator at UTSA. UTSA. Who, if you guys haven't watched them, have been a really good offense for the last yeah. two, three years now. So that was a great hire. I mean, landing... I mean, the, the guys he has, kind of is, is coaches, like, Pokédex is, is pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, always has good coordinators, but... Uh, let's look at kind of what we can expect, and obviously we're going to start with Bonex, mm-hmm. uh, dark horse Heisman candidate, yeah. again for the third time in, in four, four years. years. Yeah, but he took a real big step up last year. He did. He he did. He improved a ton as a passer. Wasn't making these like boneheaded mistakes anymore that you felt like, oh, this is like classic Bo Nix. Like that's gone. Twenty nine touchdowns, seven receptions, threw for three thousand five hundred yards. Progressed a lot, and of course, like the running ability didn't leave him. So he's still a, a very good runner. Had 14 rushing touchdowns. That was more than any season he had at Auburn by by far. So they were really able to get that aspect out of him too. Yeah, and, and now I did something a, a little bit earlier in the year, which I'm continuing to do. I was watching a lot of the uh, incoming NFL draft prospect quarterbacks, and so one of the games I watched was Bo Nix going up against Drake May. Uh, in the Holiday Bowl, mm-hmm. and I have a little bit of a different perspective on on Bo based on what I saw for that game. Again, it was just what I saw from last season and the last game of the schedule. But people are, I think, a little bit overrating what he's going to be for them last year. Now he's always going to be a very good college quarterback. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's going to be. Better than Michael Penix in the pack, at least in the Pac-12. I don't think he's gonna be better than Caleb Williams. Okay. And C- Caleb obviously, definitely. Yeah. So I, I think he's. I don't think he's better than Cameron Rising, in all honesty. In terms of like prospect or like pure college production. In terms of college production. Okay. I guess as a prospect. Because I think he'll be more productive than Cam Rising, um, but I don't think Bo Nix is a good NFL prospect. No. And, one of the biggest problems I saw with, with Bo was that I thought this was going to be fixed because I heard so much about how he was so much better than he was at, at Auburn. 
but he still can't make the throws outside the numbers. Yeah. He's heavily relied on, on throwing the ball in the middle of the field, which is fine if you have superior athletes, right? Mm-hmm. But he was not which Oregon good, often does. He was not a very good deep ball thrower. No. I mean, he never really has been. And he wasn't super great at just, just like, being in the in like the rhythm of the offense and just like their offense was good, but you weren't getting the sense that this guy is the one winning you games. And yeah, I think, I think are, that's fair to say. And I think people are expecting Bo Nix to take this crazy step, like where, oh my God, he's all of a sudden he's he's throwing corner routes, deep posts. Um, he's able to to kind of move around in the pocket and hit guys downfield. They have a yeah. lot of weapons, but that's not who he is. Yeah, I think he's pretty maxed out in what he's done. It, this is going to be a hot take, but how much of him looking better is him getting out of the SEC and playing the Pac-12? That, uh, I think that probably is fair, you know, especially like in the SEC West climate he was in where he was playing multiple top 10 teams, like four or five top 15 yeah. teams ever, every single year. I think you, you may be onto something there, but... We also have to recognize that that's not changing the, this year. Like yeah. he's not all of a sudden going to start seeing these SEC defenses again. Yeah, I, I just don't think he's going to take an even bigger step up from where he did last year. I think last year is, is what you want. I think like in like in your in your fifth year, I think yeah. it's probably reasonable to expect that like what he is right now is what he's going to be. Yeah, and I don't like. I mean, I like Bonex. Like he came back. He, he's a good quarterback. He did it, but. I mean, it's not like, oh, Oregon's going to be the top guy in the Pac-12 because they have one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Like, I don't think Bo Nix is a top quarterback. No, it's because of who they surrounded him with. Yeah. And let's talk about that for a second because they bring back Bucky Irving at running back who really popped. Yeah, last, last, uh, last year. year. Very, very, very good running back. They brought in freshman, four-star Jaden Lamar as well. Um, they bring back Noah Whittingham. So that running back room is going to be very, very good. Yeah, I, the, Bucky Irving was a guy that I actually, like, saw him, like, PFF and 247 and on three will start to put out these, like, these random player ranking graphics, like, at times during the offseason just to, like, fill, fill content, right? And I start seeing Bucky Irving on these, like, running back lists, and I'm like, who is this this kid? Like, I don't remember watching, watching him, and I, like, I went back and like watched a little of him and I think I probably saw what you saw which he's a very good running back the average nearly seven yards carried last year had over a thousand thousand yards I'm like I guess we always just so focused on on Bo in Oregon games that like I kind of almost ignored him to us to an extent but I mean he is really really good he's a smaller back but he's very shifty um can be used in the pass game a good amount so yeah I'm very excited for what he can do there now mm-hmm. Wide receiver room is one of the deepest. Stacked, yeah. It's absolutely loaded. Now, it all starts with Troy Franklin. Love um, him. Big body wide receiver, possible first round pick in the upcoming draft. Mm-hmm. Is going to be a, a going to be on yeah, the first team. Just a sophomore last yeah. year. He's a big play waiting to happen, and he has pretty good hands. In addition to that, sixty-one catches, eight hundred ninety-one yards, and nine touchdowns last year. Just okay. elite, elite play. Yeah. And they, they brought in Tez Johnson. Um, from Troy. From Troy. A little bit of a smaller guy. I think they're probably going to use him in the slot. Slot, yeah. Um, and they also have, have Chris Hudson. They brought in Treshawn Holden from the transfer portal from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they just they returned so many guys. And they brought in uh, Jordan Dickey, a five-star wide receiver. 
Ashton Kozar, it's a wide receiver I really like coming out of high school. Um, so this is a wide receiver room that has a lot of talent, both underclassmen, upperclassmen. This is definitely a strength. Yeah, they, they lost Dante Thornton to Tennessee, who was a pretty highly recruited receiver, had 17 catches as a freshman last year, and is 6'5", and they just replaced him very effortlessly with Treshawn Holden. So... Seems to be very good. Now, let's take a look at the offensive line. Um, first off, left tackle, Josh Connolly Jr. He played a little bit as like a sixth mm-hmm. lineman when they needed him to. Probably better, ready to step into a bigger role this yeah, year. Former five-star player. Um, I personally thought he might need a little bit more time to like physically mm-hmm. build up uh, because he, he's a very athletic kid. Yeah. Um, not the biggest, I believe. Let's see what he's listed at at this point. 294. For a, a left tackle in the Pac-12. So I, I personally, like, we'll see how much, how much weight. Listen, he's, he's got an entire back. summer. Like, hopefully, he comes yeah. back 10, pound, 10, 15 pounds heavier. You, but he want to be a three ten. Yeah, and like, you also don't want to put him putting on too much weight that like yeah. digs into his athleticism. But I mean, he's definitely a left tackle prospect. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, they brought in uh, from Texas. Uh, left guard, junior, Anglo, who's the guy who in the Texas spring game last year towards the yeah. um, Should be, I mean, he's going to be. Yeah, as long as he's healthy, he's, he's really good. Back. He was going to be Texas's best, best offensive lineman last year. Yeah. Um, their center is going to bring back uh, Jackson uh, Powers Johnson, who's, who's a projected, maybe late round NFL guy, but got a lot of talent as a center there. Um, should be, again, like an all pack 12 third mm-hmm. team. Uh, Steven Jones, right guard, they bring back, and then they brought in one of the best track tackles in the transfer portal, a Johnny Cornelius from Rhode Island. Island. This is a guy that had SEC offers all over him. Ohio State, SEC, Mm -hmm. everyone. Everyone, this kid, he's going to be very good. Uh, Again, plug and play, plug and play. That's kind of what you're looking for at right tackle. Now, this offensive line is going to be very good. Mm -hmm. The question is, how much weight is Connor really going to put on? Is he going to be able to handle the, the edge rushers in, in the Pac-12? But he's got so much talent. So, mm-hmm. And I think like it probably is important that they, they brought in a guy like Junior Angelau because other, other, otherwise that left side would have probably more questions than Oregon wants to have answered. Yeah. Now they also brought in um, a junior out of the transfer portal. He's another tackle. Um, from Fullerton College, so he went like the the, the FCS uh, mm-hmm. community college route, yeah. JUCO route. He's six seven, two ninety seven. George Silva, right? That's the yeah. guy you're looking at. So, like, I mean, they brought in two transfer tackles, so maybe that they're kind of hedging the opportunity there. Kind of yeah, one of them all will be will be fine. Yeah. But all in all, offense should be incredible. Um, should be very very good. Yeah, tight end. I'm not. I know we didn't really t- touch on. Yeah. Not too sure about. Who they have at the moment? I know their younger guys are pr- yeah, are pretty good. I, I really like the younger guys. Um, they they did bring in a transfer there. It seems more like a depth piece. Casey Kelly out of Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think Terrence like Terrence Ferguson's listed for that, that the depth chart right now. He had thirty two catches last year. Not ter- terrible. Um, yeah. Don't expect him to be a huge part of the offense though. Yeah, but they have the big body receivers. That, like I'm not sure how how many tight ends they're going to be playing with. Yeah, on the field. Uh, let's go on to the defense, which is Dan Lanning's specialty there. Yeah, uh, the side of the ball he coaches. We want to start off with, with probably Brandon Doris, Doris, who's, I mean. Probably a day two guy next yeah. year, maybe early day three. 
Well, one of the just best. a productive pass rusher. Yeah, just going to be a great player for them there. Um, they bring back both their defensive tackles who are going to be seniors, uh, which is always a nice thing to have. Mm-hmm. Jordan Birch, I know, is the guy you like a lot. Yeah, South Carolina kid. Um, just a, a very solid all-around pass rusher. Actually, a very athletic kid. That, that'll be his strength. He doesn't he doesn't have super great weight or super great measurables, like thing like that. But he's just so fast and athletic. Yeah, they went out and got Justin Jacobs, the linebacker from Iowa. He's gonna be very good. Yeah, very good um, against the run. Yeah, very good against the run. And then now you're just looking at uh, a bunch of really good defensive backs. Mm-hmm. And this. We talked about. We didn't even really mention Masai Funo, who's been like a three-year starter for the, for them. Oh yeah, yeah, obviously. I think he. I believe he was might have been hurt a little bit last year, but um, yeah, he he's been in the program. And in terms of like, the young guys on, on the front seven, like they brought in Mateo Uyangale. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's their highest-rated recruit in the class, yeah, right? Yeah, I really like uh, Mikael Gardner, who's, who's a future nose tackle, projects as that. Um, and then I mean they're defensive. Back. The defensive backs are going to be very, very good. Best part of the defense, would Best you say? Best part of the defense. Um, they, they do have a good amount of transfers. They brought in Kyrie Jackson, uh, kid who's been just about everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he started off at Alabama, though, so he has some talent. Um, yeah, he did, he did start in Alabama. Yeah, uh, Brian Addison, free safety, is going to be good. Uh, she Johnson's good. Like, they have, I personally like Julio Florence. Where I think could could push for for starting time there, um, Avante Dickerson. Like they just they just got a really great team. So, yeah, I, this like Oregon twenty nineteen I believe had a secondary like kind of similar to this where they just had a bunch of like day two day three prospects yeah. in the back end. The difference is like I don't know if this defense has like a guy like Javon Holland with, with that which that twenty nineteen Oregon team did. Yeah, but I mean they have a lot of really good young guys as well. Right, who cool. definitely step up mm-hmm. this year. So, I mean we'll see. Um, I think the defense is going to be really like very good. Uh, they're going to be flying around. Dan Lanning's always got a great system there. So, let's move on to. Uh, let's move on to their season outlook. <laughs> so they start the season uh, hosting Georgia. No, you're looking at the you're looking at the 2022 yeah, schedule. They start they start Portland State at home, and then oh, yeah, interesting week two game in Lubbock, Texas against Texas Tech, a team that's getting a little hype this off season. Yeah, I'm not buying completely into Texas Tech just yet. Um, I think Oregon should be able to win that game. I think they start off five and out. Like they have a like this schedule. It doesn't get hard until mid October. Yeah. Because they have Colorado and Stanford as their first two Pac-12 matchups. Yeah, and those might very well be the worst two teams in the conference. Yeah, so I think you win those. They're at Washington, which I personally think could be a loss. Yeah, I think it. they lost to Washington at home last year. Yeah. So, a little bit of a revenge game, but still going to Seattle and winning yeah, that game will be tough. Wazoo, that should be a win. Um, they go on the road to uh, Utah. Probably Austin. outside of Austin, the two toughest places to go play in the Pac-12, yeah. Utah and Washington. They got Cal at home. They got USC at home. I think they that's probably the, your marquee game in the yeah. Pac-12 this season. Then they have Oregon State at home, which is really important, I think. Yeah. Knowing what happened last year, they're at Arizona State. So there, like the, the games that are probably the inflection points here: Washington on the road, on the road at Utah, at home against USC. If you can win. 
two of those games, you go over. You're probably gonna make the Pac-12 championship, and you're probably gonna be a playoff contender. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at nine and a half. I'd probably go under, like, just because I know for a fact that Bo could just f around in one of these games and and lose it for him. Like I like we we talked about how we liked him a lot, but for for me, it's just. There's a lot of questions. Yeah. Like, like you bring in a lot of transfers, which is great. But, like, a lot of guys are they brought in are, are going up a level, especially on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And so you, you just wonder. Um, but I love their – I think their depth is great. And I think how you have a championship contender is, like, you, ha- you have to have the depth. Yeah. I think at most positions, like, if somebody gets hurt, they'll be pre- – Pretty fine, like even even at quarterback, like I feel like behind Bo, the, the guys they have, Novasad, who's a freshman, the guys they have aren't bad at all. So I, I'm gonna take the over. Interesting. Yeah. Which I think locks me into me saying that they're my pick for the Pac-12, or at least they're getting to the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. So, but I really do like. I I think this Oregon team's gonna be super fast. I think their offense is going to be good enough. I think they're going to take a step up in, in terms of their offensive line. They bring back one of the most efficient rushers, Bucky Irving. Uh, I think their defense is going to be really good. I I, I agree with you, by the way. They're like Not on the, the over, but I think they will be playing for a Pac-12 championship. I just think that, like obviously, like I have to do like the schedule predictor to figure out like tiebreakers and stuff, but I think just everyone in this conference might just beat everyone at the top. So... As long as Oregon doesn't like, – like they win one of those ro- road games. Yeah. Like, maybe they lose to USC at home, but they win one of the, the road games. Like, in Oregon's case, like, if you want to, like, make, solely to make the Pac-12 championship, you're probably better off losing to USC and beat it, like, winning at Washington. So. Yeah. I mean, and then let's go out nationally real quick. Like, can this team – like, to me, this is a playoff contending team. I agree. Um, I, I think – Bo Nix can lose you games, but I also think, like, they were really close to the playoff last year. Like, yeah. if, like, obviously they slipped up twice towards the end of the year in games they shouldn't have lost, but I, I think overall they're more talented than they were a year a year ago. I know they, they lost Noah Sewell. Um, they lost Justin Flo, who I know you didn't like anyway. But um, they, the guys they got in the portal, like, probably better than the guys that left. So. Yeah. No, this team's going to be really good. Um, very, it's a very fun outlook, especially within the Pac-12. Dan Lanning's got something really going on here. and so uh, That's going to wrap up our Oregon episode. Uh, excited for the season to start, and I think we'll hit up the next one. It's probably going to be... I forget what you texted me. I know Cal's on the, the schedule Cal, today. Maybe, yeah, we might be right one with Cal. Yeah, we, we've done a couple good teams in a row. So. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah. <laughs>